0: Welcome to The club. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. You're going to need more than just your talent. It's not the old days where your talent gets you to a label, and the label's going to develop you and take care of that for you. You're going to have to come to the table with some business, an audience, us, some some cash transactions, touring money, Uh, cash flow. All these things have to happen in order for you to become sexy for a larger investor or for the music industry. And that's why this podcast exists because we want you to win. It's why we called it The Climb, creating leverage in the music business, C-L-I-M-B. Brilliant! And the man that thought that up is my co-host and good friend, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and once you get those two things locked in, you're going to connect you with the pros so you can see what's really going on and, and judge your talent. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com.
1: And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves and so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. And there is no S because there is no other. Johnny D. How you doing, Johnny? What's happening, man? Well, I'm hoping I'll be able to hear you this whole episode. The last one was a little bit of an adventure in Brent, uh dealing with his loneliness and abandonment issues. Uh dropped <laughs> out for a little while. And so I'm um, I've talked to a few people. I've gotten some hugs.
0: And uh, I think I'm I think I'm feeling a little bit better about myself now. So, well, hey, uh, you in yourself. this episode, uh here's what we're going to here's what we're going to deal with. Um right off the bat, we're going to we're going to dig into whether or not you're interested and being an artist or a songwriter, or committed to being an artist or a songwriter. But before we do that, we got a little business to take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick first ever Climb Conference, That's right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. What a better place to, to party down than in Utah. That's in right. Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have um, it's going to be Brent and I, uh, it, Chris Oglesby from BMG Music, who's a, a, a pro publisher. Mm-hmm. A lot of hit songs that he's connected uh, writers with, and uh, so he's going to have a lot of input on what kind of songs they're looking for, business, uh, how to get into it, how to how to manipulate when you're when you're in it. Uh, also, we got Shelby Kennedy, who is uh, running the whole TuneCore office out here in Nashville. TuneCore is one of the world's largest digital distributors, and um, I think, boy, if there's somebody that's going to have some insight on looking around the corner. To where the music industry is going, and how you can adapt in advance to, to to stick out from all the other artists who are going to still be doing it the old way. This is the guy to talk to, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, especially some stuff we're probably going to talk about today would be right up his alley. So, yeah, yeah, because right. we're gonna
0: yeah we're gonna get into
1: digital and and versus a physical product. But uh, if you are interested in joining us out in Salt Lake City, Utah, the weekend of Cinco de Mayo, May fifth. Find us at climbconference.wordpress.com. That's climbconference.wordpress.com, and just want to thank uh, Chelsea Stallings, friend of the show, our uh, fellow climber who helped has been just really instrumental in putting this all together and uh, and help making this happen. So Chelsea, thank you very thank much, you, and also Mindy. Mindy, if you're listening, thank you both. And uh, we look forward. Thank to you, that. Mindy. wreck and shop.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's right. We're going to come out and defile that establishment. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, if you haven't joined the Climb Community real quick, do so on Facebook. Search out Climb Community. Ask to be let in. There is a little velvet rope there, but it's easy to get in. We let everybody in, but we will roadhouse you if you're bad boys and girls. So, be intelligent when you're in there. Don't come in and just spam the crap out of everybody. We're going to get rid of you quick. Uh, But there's some good stuff going on there, Brent. Um, Good people helping other people out. Hey, what about this? How do I do that? And and you get three or four different opinions and some good perspective. And I just really love the community that we have. Like everybody's really in there helping everybody else out. So thank you to everybody in the climb community and and come on in and join that. Share the information. If you like what's going on with this podcast, share it with other people. Let them know. Take 30 seconds, leave a rating and review on iTunes. It makes us look legit to people who are just finding us for the first time. And we will read it on the air. So you take the time to 20 seconds to make the rating and review and and we'll make you famous on, on the podcast. And then finally um, uh, uh, subscribe. You want to get it automatically right into your phone every single Tuesday and makes it super easy. And we're right there. Just like a warm, comfy blanket with loaded with music industry information. Right. That's right. That's right.
1: And you'll see how easy it is when people, when you subscribe and it shows up, you'll be like, Oh, that's the power. If I get people, to sign up for my stuff and I just show up in their inbox or on their device. You're like, Oh, see. So, you know, you'll be able to see firsthand the value of that going, yeah, it just shows up. I don't have to think about the climate it just shows up and gives me some good input. What if I do that for my people, my fans, get them to subscribe to something I do. And then I can just show up in their devices and in their inboxes and give them good music. I'll tell you, That's right. it's good practice for your career. You just need to do it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh-
0: Love it okay, so quick thing here new a new little thing uh, I, I, we just came up with here that we're going to add uh, try to add to, to as many episodes as it makes sense, but uh, a little social media uh win for you we'll call it a social media win okay, so mm-hmm. two things I want to tell you about here number one is Facebook recently has finally completed their deals on the back end for publishing with all of the record industry uh uh, title holders now. I'll, so where if, if you've ever tried to upload a live or, or upload a video, if you sing a cover song or even your own song to Facebook before and they would take it off, they would remove it and threaten to remove your account. And I've had actually an an artist uh, that we just began working with like the day after we started working with her, they had just removed her account. Like she had to start a whole new Facebook account. Oh man. They to they it because, and the reason Facebook, Facebook did that was unlike YouTube where you can upload stuff. If you do a cover song, YouTube has a back end that they know how to find the writers and, in and, and the, uh, the uh, business entities that are going to distribute the funds and they're going to get them paid for those streams and for those views. Uh, Facebook did not have those relationships in place. And uh, clearly something happened. I don't have inside knowledge as to what happened, but somebody sued somebody and got a lot of money for it. So Facebook, went downright ballistic about it. And it literally to the point where people were uploading their own music and Facebook just didn't take the chance and they would just remove it. And you're like, that's my music. And they're like, here's the 50 50 hoops you got to jump through to prove it. And by that time, it doesn't even matter anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So the good news is that Facebook has made those deals. So now with our artists, just to give you a little, little insight in some of our social media tricks here, we are uploading our... Our cover videos for our artists on YouTube, as and then we'll do a separate upload directly to Facebook because we can do that now, and they're going to stay up, and nobody's going to get in trouble, and the and, art and, and the Facebook, writers are going to get paid.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's was just dear to my heart, and also Facebook prefers Facebook uh, content versus like links from YouTube or different stuff like that, right? So that exactly a separate exactly right Facebook, so, not just link out, but if you upload directly to Facebook, Facebook's like, oh, we like that better.
0: Yeah. And you're going to get more love. You're going to get more organic uh, reach with that if you do that. So, so where as literally a month ago, I would say you can't upload anything directly to Facebook if it's musical because you're going to get in big, big trouble and maybe lose your account. Uh, So we would encourage our artists to put a link to YouTube on there. Now, that is the opposite. So, you can upload that music. You're totally going to be okay. The writers are going to get paid. So, if you're concerned about that, you don't need to be. Um, Everybody's going to get uh, their due, what's coming to them, and you're going to get a a better reach. You're going to reach more people if you upload that video directly to Facebook. And uh, the second bit of a little trick I want to tell you is some of you may have noticed that um, on Instagram stories that you can swipe up and go directly to a link on, on some Instagram stories, but maybe you can't do it on yours. I just wanted to tell you the magic trick is 10,000. You have to have 10,000 followers on Instagram and then Instagram will allow you to put a link, a direct link in. So you could do uh, like a little video announcing a song or a cover song or something like that, that you're doing. And you could swipe up and go right to, um, direct- them right to uh, YouTube or something like that, right to a download, right to whatever link you wanted to go to. Um, if you've got a squeeze page kicking and, and uh, you want to send them right there, you can make that happen with a simple swipe, but you got to get to 10,000 first. So um, just wanted to throw that out there. Those are two social media tricks, value bombs. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, next thing is uh, some big, big news that everybody needs to be aware of. Uh, uh, this is in Billboard this past week. Here, Best Buy is uh, was at one point one of the largest di- distributors of physical product. One of the largest distributors is CDs. And um, as of February second, Best Buy has announced that they are going to get rid of all CDs in all Best Buy stores by July first. Man, boom, right. Uh, following that announcement, Target has come out, and I kind of feel like maybe Target's doing a little—I don't want to call it backpedaling because they're not changing their mind, but they're—I think they're trying to sugarcoat it a little bit. Because <laughs> obviously, I mean, these two stores have huge relationships with the the record labels, and uh, they're a big part of the of the pipeline. They're a big part of why music is is you're able to get it into your hands. But where Target normally would buy product. And the agreement that they had was like, you know, maybe they're going to buy uh, 500,000 units of whatever, uh, Carrie Underwood, and they're going to distribute those 500,000 units amongst all their stores. <clears throat> and whatever they didn't sell, they had 60 days of a, a window where if they didn't sell it, they could package it up. They would have to pay for ship ship the CDs back and they would get credit for those CDs. So they didn't have to, to, to hold on to inventory, music CD inventory that wasn't going to move for them. And they could, you know, in 60 days, you can kind of gauge what's happening, whether or not that CD is moving or not. Uh, now it's changed and, and Target basically said, look, we're going we're gonna to sell these on a consignment basis only. You ship them out here and we're not going to pay anybody anything until it sells. That's a big deal. Um, I mean, Brent, right off the top of your head, whoa, how does that make you feel? <laughs> like, what, what, what do you think the impact is on that as far as physical products?
1: I, I think it uh, lessens the uh, the drive of, you know, puts the risk on the label because they have to make these CDs, the cost of that, and then shipping them, the cost of that. And then they may sit there and not be sold. And, you know, that with before they got paid up front. So, they got money yeah. in hand. Now, they're going to think a lot more hard about do we how much do we ship to these places? Do we ship less? And then you know, when they run out, we'll just ship more, that kind of thing. Because before, it's like, buys, get Target to buy as many as they can. And I don't care if the whole shelf is Carrie Underwood. That's awesome for us because they'll buy it. And now, it's uh, just leading to less and less physical product being out there, which so uh, right now, I mean, that's still you know, uh, it's dwindling. It's, I mean, it's almost gone as far as what you get paid on mechanicals. Uh, It's called mechanicals when it's a a CD or physical product, tape, you know, uh, eight track, whatever. That's all mechanical uh, sales that we get. And so we get a a sliver of that for royalties. And that's been a, you know, a decent part of our income stream, you know, our our revenue pie, you know, it's a good slice of that pie, but Man, not just you know that one's going away. Everything's going
0: more digital, which I guess we'll talk about, and which is it's getting better. Yeah, they um, have they, they've, they've, they've raised the rates on digital. But here's the other thing I want to talk about is that with physical products, and for some of you, this is going to be like duh. We already know that Johnny, and for some of you, you just haven't thought about it this way. But with physical product for the major labels, um, there's certainly uh, there's an amount of sales. This isn't enough to sustain any artist or whatever, but there's a decent amount of sales that comes from just being in the right place, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're because you're flipping through CD titles in Best Buy or you're flipping through CD titles in Target, and you run across oh, here's the brand new. Thomas Rhett record. I didn't even know that was out. You know, right. here is oh my gosh, ACDC put out something new. I, I did, like maybe you missed it, maybe you missed the uh, the media blitz and you weren't aware of it, but it's there to buy. So there is a certain level of um, spontaneity mm-hmm. on on purchase decisions that that certainly comes with physical product that is no longer going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: and and I think also when basically the labels go, now nah, we're not really in the physical product business. Is going to get more to like it was like with Elvis in the fifties, where we're just going to drop a single a side, B side, maybe even not a B side. And we're just going to kick out singles every, however often, you know, three months or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And do that and you may not be any so-called album cuts to be had. It will either be single You know nothing amounting much to anything is where yeah
0: I, and so in the marketing's you know it's just it's gonna, it's gonna change the marketing I mean, more and more it's 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 gonna be about the artist and not about the song right because that means that um the uh the radio isn't working like it used to which is what was the commercial for to go and buy the cd right mm-hmm. right and, since it, it means the market behavior has changed to adopting more and more and more of the streaming aspect of it. So the market's more digital with the way that they're listening to music. They're going to pay for it that way, as opposed to paying for physical product and having mm-hmm. really what has now become a cumbersome CD mm-hmm. um, you know, there's only so much space in your car for a CD, but you can have right. songs at, at your fingertips with streaming and and have the same experience. So of course that's where it's going to go, but it, it's, it's about marketing yourself and getting yourself out there. And when people are aware of you and they love you, they're going to have an open heart and an open mind to listen to your music. So yeah. uh, that's really big news. I mean, when, when some of those big distributors are saying, Hey, this is, th- th- this is not happening anymore, um, and we're, gonna, we're just not even going to sell CDs anymore. Mm-hmm. That's, wow. I mean, and it changes, you know, for major labels, it changed the whole
1: artist uh, kind of, there was an album cycle. We had to collect all these songs, yeah. get them all together, 10, 12 songs, and boom, we drop them like Netflix. You can go buy the record and binge listen. Yep. Yep. Well, now mm-hmm. it may become just more like, uh, you know, cable TV or whatever, where you, know, you got to wait for the new, you know, the whole season of Game of Thrones doesn't drop at the same time. It wait got to wait till the next episode. No, nope, now they're on fall break, and they got to wait for the next episode. And the songs will become episodes of a series that doesn't drop all at once. I, I think that'd be interesting how that changes. Yeah. It won't be about the new the new album from Kenny Chesney. He'd be like, no, it's a new single. And then after that, we're going to have a new single. And he may drop some small packages of stuff here that he's not going to, push to radio or, or different things where he can maybe have some more of his laid back ballady singer songwritery stuff, but it's there for more of his hardcore fans and to serve his art round out what he does on the brand, but it may not be like the single, uh, it just, you know, you just have so many more options these days. You don't have you to package it all together. You know, send it all
0: out at once. You just gave me an idea. Like, so I read this great book. Um, it, it, and it was, um, gosh darn it, I can't remember the name of the book right now. I, I, I normally have it on my desk, but since we moved, it's not where it should be. Huh. But um, it, uh, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put the name of the book in the show notes. But essentially what it was is about this, this freaked out artist in an Eastern third world country that was putting out this um, story bit by bit mm-hmm. online and that was driving people crazy. Like there was this huge audience that was kind of waiting for the next episode to sort of come to, to your point, Brent. Mm-hmm. That's what made me think about it. But imagine uh, something like um, Pink Floyd's The Wall or, a, um, or Queensryche's Mind Crime, which were, you know, from front to back, they were concept albums. Mm-hmm. They, each song told a different part of the, a whole bigger story. And imagine an artist pulling something like that off that was like, it's, it's almost thematic. It's like watching a movie. Uh, especially with like mind crime. Like there, it's, it's like watching, if you read the lyrics to that, and, and, and it's an incredible piece of work, by the way, even if you don't like hard rock or whatever you want to call it, metal. I mean, they were, they were it was poppy. But um, it, it, from the front, it's a, there's a setup, there's conflict, there's, there's all these subplots that are going on. And it's like seriously watching a really well-made movie from the front to the back. And there's this whole story that's going on. Imagine an artist that put that together. Mm-hmm. and was just releasing it like one episode at a time. <laughs> like, you could really build an audience on that, right? Like, yeah, you have just people, you know, salivating at the mouth trying to, uh, you know, figure out what's going to happen. Like in the case of uh, um, Queen's Rex Mindcrime, what's going to happen to the main character, Nikki, you know, mm-hmm. who's, a, who's a hitman for the Underworld Order, right? For the New World Order. <laughs> It's really crazy. But anyway, so. Well, one um, thing
1: that kind of reminds me of is, and this is, they were doing this with videos back in the day, back in the 90s. I remember Tracy Lawrence, when he was doing the uh, Quantum Leap, you know, style videos for a while where like they were kind of tied together. The songs were completely separate, um, but he was kind of traveling into these other times and other bodies kind of thing. And he would show up in different contexts. Like, one was a pirate. one One was like a 1950s sock hop that he showed up at. And at the end of it, he would kind of quantum leap. If you remember that old show, you know, the lightning effect, whatever, and end up in the setting of his next video. You're like what's going on here? There was a way to kind of tie those together or. Oh, and that's um, your,
0: that was the cliffhanger, right? And there was kind was of like a
1: cliffhanger that. and you're like, oh, so it kind of put a thread for these videos. You know, one yeah. kind of led right to the other. Um, and each one had its own little story that, you know, when it resolved, then he could leap out to the next, you know, next thing. Uh, Oh, uh, Travis Tritt did that with a couple of videos where it was about that uh, that veteran, Mac, who was uh, in a wheelchair. And it was like, Tell Me I Was Dreaming, I think. Um, It was a couple songs where a recurring character, it was the same character he was playing and the same supporting characters and and that sort of thing. You got even just invested. It started with, I think, Anymore, that single of his. And you can watch Tell Me I Was Dreaming. There was another one. Uh, You got invested in, these made up characters that are only in these videos. And so, you know, that's interesting that you could do something like that these days to try and tell a story in a different way, even if the songs
2: aren't connected
1: so much as the, the, the outside stuff tells the story. Anyway, just thought.
0: Yeah, no, that's it man it's all going to be going to to digital and um and so you know that hey that begs the question for an artist like a lot of artists and I I've, I've been getting this question more and more lately uh in the con- consulting meetings uh and everything like that like you know should I should I print up CDs like it's always been my dream to have a CD but now should I even do it and mm-hmm. um it's the answer is it's different for every artist like if you're touring there's there's I just had a meeting yesterday um with an artist just over 200 dates a year, completely independent, makes, mm-hmm. makes her a living touring, Also, awesome. uh, makes sense for her to have a CD, right? Mm-hmm. Cause she's going to sell that still at, yeah. um, at, uh, at her shows. And, and that's going to be revenue for her that it's going to open a cash register that she can exercise, that she can execute, that she can take advantage of because she's in this unique position of doing all these dates. Mm-hmm. If you're doing, um, you know, three dates a year, it uh, might not be uh, worth it to go run a thousand units, right. you know, to, to, to make it happen. So you kind of got a form fitted. If you have any questions, of course, you can reach out at info at daredevilproduction.com, set up a consultation meeting, and I'll be happy to kind of figure out what the best, help you figure out what the best plan is for you and, and put together a strategy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the other thing that's, that's big about this news with is that it's CDs are still kind of in the mind of the public, not kind of very much so in the mind uh, of the marketplace. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows what a CD is. Everybody uses a CD, but I mean, think about this. There's a lot of you listening to this podcast right now that uh, you look at a rotary phone and you're like, what? Like (laughs) (laughs) it's old technology. Like what was that? And then you even look at like a touch tone phone. You're not even sure what that was. right? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's 2018. The, the iPhone came out in 2007. So there are 11 year olds right now who don't even know yeah. what a house phone is. Oh, my kids have
1: ever seen a house phone or if they, you know, didn't notice it. It was definitely
0: not at our house. Yeah. So I, I think the, the, you know, to, to, to kind of wrap this up here the, the what does this mean for you, the indie artist, I, man? I, it's it's about getting yourself out there. You've really you've really got to figure out a way to touch the audience to get them to open up to you and to like you before they're going to listen to your music. And you're gonna need you need to exercise this permission marketing thing. You're going to need their contact information. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let the failure of the record industry to do this on a regular basis be your guide. Uh, what they're in the middle of, it very clearly, I mean, there's a reason sales have dropped from $75 billion a year to $15 billion a year. It's an 18, or excuse me, 80% drop in sales over the last 8 or 10 years. And it's just it's kind of starting to rebound a little bit now with streaming revenues for the first time. But it's been in a free fall for a long time. And that's because the market changed and the, and the industry hasn't. And statistically, guys, this, doesn't, this is not a slight or any kind of... Um, Uh, negative energy towards the record industry and the labels, but they are huge publicly traded corporations and they are very predictably going to move slow. They can't adapt that quick. The culture change for them is just too much for them to say, for them to wake up one day and say, you know, we have to do everything we've always done over here at Warner Brothers for the last 80 years. And we've also got to figure out how to do business like Amazon. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane. So um, it's, it's not going to happen very quickly at all. And th- this is, remember we talked before in an episode about the Chinese word for crisis is made up of two different characters. It's danger and opportunity. And so there's very big danger right now that's happening in the record industry, although we seem to be you know, at least turning it around. But uh, the opportunity is for, for you guys, for the indie artists, that are out there adapt you can adapt immediately and you can do what the record labels can't and what the artists on the record labels can't they may have a bigger brand name than you do they may be able to reach more people than you do because they have more cash flow but you can be far more intelligent and set yourself up to grow that business uh, email by email telephone number by telephone number and and grow and put yourself in a position where you're going to be what the new all artist is going to look like and they're going to have that kind of an online business set up and, and you can thrive. You can thrive. You can make a living. You can make a good living. Uh, I mean, you know, Granger Smith made a, a very healthy seven figure living mm-hmm. with $1 million dollars, 1.8 million dollars a year, uh, from his laptop doing exactly this. So uh, if he can do it, you can do it too, but you need to, you need to understand that the marketing has changed and you've got to put some energy into, um, adapting with it because the artists, it's not the strongest artists, the most talented artists that, that are going to survive. It's not the artists with the most money that are going to survive. I mean, you got to have money, but it's not the only thing. Um, it's the most adaptable that are going to survive in this, uh, in this new business. So, I think it's good news. I mean, I, it's, it's inevitable news. Um, it's just, this is definitely going to hasten the the elimination of physical product but it's not gonna be long before CDs are just an afterthought like it's it's. That's right. what's the point of even making one right? Um, yeah. So anyway um, listen if you guys uh, again if you, if you need a little help with your career you need some some one-on-one guidance uh, reach out to us at info at daredevil production.com of course production is singular there is no S. Schedule a one-on-one consultation. And we can make that happen. We do charge for this, uh, but you'd be amazed at what we can do in just one hour. But it's, listen, you know, it, it helps you strategize something that's customizable for you as opposed to a lot of these broad reaching conversations that everybody has to have on any podcast or in any news article because they're, they're trying to get the concept across. The concept is one thing, understanding it, but how to apply it to yourself. That's a completely different thing. And that's what we can help you with. So, but We can help you become the artist that everybody loves. So, <clears throat> reach out to us again at, info at daredevilproduction.com. Schedule a one-on-one consultation. Man, it's it's 150 bucks an hour. You know, it's it's nothing. It's it's. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's 150 bucks, but it's it's worth it if you can get yourself on the right track and actually create some momentum. So, uh, with that, guys, that brings us to another killer climb episode this podcast exists because we want you to win in so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top